Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. Big Jim and Goody are here as usual. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah. Yep, you're here. Thank you very much to Rugby Pass for their help with the pod. You can watch the show on rugbypass.com. And a massive thank you to Guinness as well for their help with the live shows. The penultimate one of the season is at Cabbage Patch. And that is sold out in double quick time, but there are still a few tickets available for the finale at O'Neill's in Soho. Do we need to put more dates in? Mate, no, the we'll finale, just... mate, we've got to go big. 24th of May. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we need a special guest. We know Teddy Von Trump listens to this podcast. Let's get her in. We're imagine? in Soho. It's her town. No, it's my town, but oh, okay. she's suited to that part of town. Yeah, okay. You can get tickets for that at eventbrite.co.uk if you fancy coming along, which you should. How was your weekend, guys? Good weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, glands are up like bollocks again. I was speaking at a dinner in, on, in Leamington on Friday. You're welcome. Yeah. And yeah, so I went there, obviously did the rightful thing. They've asked me to go out on the smash. I've obliged. 20 points later, I've woke up at four in the morning with my shoes on. I had a couple of text messages, actually. Did you? They were like, this kid's embarrassing. Can you come and, can you get someone to collect him? What's his address in Coventry? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you are out in Leamington, weren't you? I was out in Leamington, yeah. Not for long, not for long. I was at the club, enjoyed doing I'm new to it. I'm new to this world. And I can see why Andy Goode has put on 30 Stone. Because <laughs> it is, there's a lot of drinking involved. There's a lot of Marlborough lights to get offered. And then with that comes the easy access food at the end. You know, there's nowhere healthy open to get a sushi or to get a salad at the end of the night. Straight kebab. Straight kebab. Straight kebab. Woke up the next morning feeling like death and I'm still struggling today. Did you get home? I got home. Of course I did, mate. Yeah. Got a family, mate. Uh, how, how are you feeling? <laughs> Do you ever feel ill or not? Uh, no, I think mate, I, healthy diet, mate. That's what it's about. Actually, I think you feel ill every day. Like, I think oh, that no, you're in this constant feeling of feeling shit. Don't oh, no. is, obviously this kid here, he's struggling and he just tries to bring everyone else down to his level. It's like what the lad said about you at training, what? at whatever club you're at. You're a sapper and you just try to sap the life out of everyone no. else. But How are you feeling? I'm fine, mate. I'm what good. did you do? Um, Saturday, I was doing a game for Sky. And Sunday, I was up at, I did a presentation awards at Rugby St. Andrews Rugby Club for the mini and junior section. Goodness, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> under sixes up to under twelves. Um, it was lovely, though, like proper rugby club, Sunday morning. Kids just getting medals and just seeing their faces light up. Is, that, is, is this a, for the love of the game that you've done this? They didn't have a clue who I was, a lot of them, because they were such, they were kids, but I think their parents told them. Well, it's like, nothing to do with the kids you put on 20 stone, that's probably why. <laughs> so what? And then uh, I went to watch the Mighty Wasps play. Uh, Mighty Wasps? Hosting. They're in dire straits. Hold on a minute, let's talk about this. So, went to the Mighty Wasps, hosted the uh, Andy Good Suite, the local team in town, Northampton. Um, and I believe, Jim, we've, we had a bet earlier on the season, didn't we? What, the Wasps about, are struggling for money? About where Wasps would finish in the league. You said... I said, yeah. Wasps wouldn't finish in the top four. And if they did, I'd pay £500 charity. And you, all yes. week you've been tweeting, oh, he said £1,000, well, so we, I've got you're going to match got, it now. I've got two clips. Well, go on then. I've got, what, one clip says 500 and Well, the, I've the, not heard these. The other one says you'd pay uh, a bag of sand. No, I've got. there's none that said I'd pay a bag of sand. Just hold on, Jim. Just give me a couple of sa- seconds. You okay, that's fine. Saracens now they're back oh, well, I knew they would yeah. I knew they would a lot of people getting in contact with me a few weeks ago as the bubble burst for Saracens no they were just on a dip like wasps were a few yeah. weeks and you hammered ago. and you hammered wasps oh, I didn't I thought they'd come back no. look at them <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, you, we had a bet and let's not forget about this bet a grand to the Matt Hampson Foundation if wasps win the premiership no if wasps make the top four okay that was it wasn't it and if wasps didn't I'm giving a grand if you if wasps do you're giving a grand so. fine well I might be paying that grand now 
Well, there's the proof, Jim. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, I, I think that is your voice Okay, on this podcast saying that you'll pay a grand to I'll the Matt Hampson Foundation. I will do just give in today. What a good guy. Mate, there we go. I didn't think Wasser we'll make top four, but hey, forget that top four. They're fucked anyway. They ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is going oh, on there? What's going on there, Goody? Mate, they're fucked. Mate, read my read my column on Rugby Pass. Listen to Lawrence Delaney on BT Sport. Mate, Lawrence was getting fired up about it as well. It's because Chris Foy... Has come out and written an article. But someone's some someone there's from that team's come there's out. There's a player that's leaving that has gone to Chris Foy with and none of this is yeah, none of this is new news. So last year they were behind on some of their image rights payments. That's never happened to Saris, never. And they were behind on it because a load of invoicing changes and, and the work the system. That was last year. Then there's it's a player that's leaving and it's not for everyone listening, categorically, it is not James Haskell. Because people are like, oh it's Haskell, it's Haskell. It's not James Haskell. So Cipriani? Uh, whoever it was, I spoke to Chris Foy. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I know categorically it wasn't James Haskell. Okay. Um, and just said, oh yeah, the boys aren't happy. Listen, when they moved from Acton up to Coventry, they were told about this state-of-the-art training ground, right? Now that hasn't come to fruition, but it's going to be announced over the next couple of weeks, a new training centre that's actually better for the guys where they live, uh, because I think it is towards where a lot of them live. Um, Coventry. It's going to be built. No, a lot of them don't live in Cov, to be fair. Leamington. Um, so, so the planning of this state-of-the-art training complex that they were told about hasn't come into fruition because of various reasons. Planning permission, other things, people get involved, money and they things They ain't got like no money. They have, trust me, they got the cash. Uh, wait till you see the, the accounts and the EBIT. Do you know what EBITDA is? EBIT what? Yeah, exactly. Their EBITDA is, is, is pretty special. So it's, EBIT darbs. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, I'm not going to lie. Players have said, well, where's this training ground we were promised? And it hasn't happened yet, but it is going to be announced over the next couple of weeks. This is a player that's obviously leaving the club. That's The worst thing he said was, you know, we're at Broad Street Rugby Club, and then after training, you know, it's like eating in a pub every day. For your, for your post-training food, for your lunch, whatever. First Bloody for, great. First and foremost, I love eating in a pub. <laughs> Secondly, the truth of it is, the chef there... Is a guy called Abby Gurav. He has been at the club for four years. So he was a chef when I was there. And let me tell you this for free. I've been around a lot of rugby clubs in the premiership. Have I or have I not? You have. I've eaten a lot of food in and around the premiership. Post-training, before training, during training. Have I or have I not? It's not even mm. worth answering that. Yeah. <laughs> and so whose opinion on food around the premiership has got more weight, literally, than this mine? This is the thing. It's Abby Gurav, the chef... He is unbelievable. Well, clearly so, not look at the size of you. Well, no, the no, no. And he said, oh, the players are going to leave. The players are going to leave like Launch Brunel at Daly. Ten of them have just signed new deals. We've got Supperwanga coming. We've got Brad we, Shields coming. We. We've got, you know, Dan Robson's just re-signed a contract. Yeah, Joe Launchbury's just job. re-signed. Yeah. Elliot Daly's re-signed. And they're t- talking about, oh, there's no investment. Investment? Look at those world-class players there. And they genuinely are, aren't they? Quality, quality players. Oh, they're all right. So when you look at it, smacks of sour grapes from a player that's leaving, and, you know, that's the bottom Have you got a message for Cipriani or not? I don't know that it's Danny Cipriani. I just know <laughs> categorically. If it was, what message would you leave him? I don't know. <laughs> what I know is that it categorically wasn't James Haskell. Okay. Um, you know, you go to the Rico Arena yesterday, 23,000 people there. Right, okay, right, we here, get it. I mean, you, you get heard it, it here you first. It. You heard it here first. Wasps are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wasps are fine. And, and listen, the accounts will come out, and I'm not going to try and gloss over this. Wasps, as a rugby club, just the rugby entity, are losing money. But Disgraceful, just to let everyone mate. know, the only club in the Premiership that's making money, I believe, has made a profit, is Exeter. Exeter. So the other, other 11 clubs are also losing money. Saracens are losing money hand over fist. Well, that's because I was there last season. <laughs> Hope they're, they're, the book should be slightly well-balanced this year. Uh, so that's yes. the thing. So, shock horror... 
whilst we're losing money on the rugby side. But as a business, wait, wait till you see the full account. Oh, man, I'm waiting. Yep. All right, we're now joined by Newcastle head coach Dave Walder. Newcastle have joined uh, the playoff race for the first time, or they're in the playoffs for the first time. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Dave. No problem at all. Glad to be on here. How are you, me old mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Goody. Missing your celebrations and uh, missing having to manage you through training, but uh, other than that, all good. What do you say, manage me through training? I never fucking train, mate. What are you on about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, mate, congrats. Obviously, awesome. <laughs> Victory on Friday night against uh, Leicester, which obviously confirmed with the other results that you're in the playoffs. Um, how good's it been at Newcastle this year? The progression, oh. you know, first and foremost, you're welcome for keeping you up. Uh, and then secondly, you know, the progression over the last two years has been great, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it's sort of, you know, Dean's master plan. I think he talks about his master plan behind the scenes and stuff like that. I'm not sure the master plan is that fixed. I think it's fairly floating, but he, he's got a, a fair idea how to build things. And um, it's been great. You know, I think we started the year four out of five, which gave everyone the belief. Um, we signed a couple of good players uh, last summer who have come in and made a bit of an impact. But confidence is really everything. And the place is buzzing and it's been buzzing all year. You know, every time we've had a setback, we've managed to bounce back with uh, a good result the following week. And Friday night, I guess, a really good example of that and sort of... Um, puts us now in that top four. Uh, Dave, you spoke about good players there. Obviously, Gonover, everyone's been talking about him. What were the circumstances in him leaving Leicester? Obviously, the club that, he, I wouldn't say he single-handedly won you the game, but he's a huge influence on that squad. What what was driving behind that him leaving Leicester? Dean, have an uh, influence it, on that? Yeah, in, in all honesty, I don't know why why he was on the market. Um, I met with him with Dean in a, a coffee shop or a tea shop, actually. It was Betty's Tea Shop in Harrogate. I met Nicky and his agent and um, I chatted to Nicky while Dean spoke to his agent for a little bit. He seemed excited about a new challenge. He'd heard a few good things. He's, he's quite close to a couple of the other island boys we've got up here. And I think he had a chat with them and, and sort of saw it as an opportunity. What was going on down there, I don't know, but uh, I'm just glad that they were happy to let him move on. And I was glad that we were able to secure a signature because he's been absolutely phenomenal for us. Yeah, he has, mate. And you're obviously, a, for people listening, you're a massive Newcastle United fan. And what was iconic was his celebration at uh, St. James's Park, the Shearer hand in the air. But yeah. then this weekend, he's done the most Salah, hasn't he? Against yeah. Leicester, <laughs> scored against Leicester, and just put his hand up to say sorry. Smart. It, 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 right, honestly, I don't think he knew who Alan Shearer was until the day before the game. Um, <laughs> but but he did actually pull me aside and say, do I have a problem if he scores a try? And he goes off to the Shearer. And I said, well, to be honest, if you score a try and we win the game, more than happy. And just uh, it was always the way it was going to be with him. You know, he, he sort of turns up and uh, in those sort of places and to go through and do that. He, he's got a lot more to him uh, than a lot of people think. You know, he plays the quiet, shy guy, but he's actually thinking about things like that the whole time. And as you say, he was very aware going back to Leicester. He was pumped up for it all week. He spoke once in a meeting, which I think the first time this year he's actually said anything and, and, and he was clearly pumped for the game and, and set us off on the front foot with that after 45 seconds or whatever it was and there was a few instances in the game it was obviously quite stop start and the try at the end of the game and it kept panning in on the coach's box and you're sat there with the, the jovial Dino and John Wells <laughs> But it did look like you were quite relaxed. You were enjoying it. What was being said in the box there? Was it were you thinking it's a farcical situation? Were you did you know it was a try? I mean, what what was being laughed about? No, I mean, I think initially uh, when we got the penalty, we'd obviously been under the pump at the set piece, and our lineup hadn't functioned how we wanted it to go, and sort of we were laughing, going, "Well, it would just be the way of the world if Juan kicks this dead," and we actually ended up losing it on, on a scrum. So I think we were probably glad that Juan Pablo put in a brilliant kick to the corner, and then we were saying, you know, we've been under the pump, and we've now got an opportunity with. 30 seconds left on the clock to actually win the game and we're sort of having a laugh about how, how funny it is that, that sort of if you'd asked us 45 minutes ago you know the end of the first half we'd been out of our half maybe twice um, and to be in with a chance of winning the game we're just sort of hoping that we 
we managed to take it. And then obviously looking at the game itself, loads of injuries, loads of changes uh, during the game as well. And I know obviously Joe Hodgson's out. Uh, we came off with a knee injury. Toby Flood's injured as well. Oh, no way this is going. Greg Willis is injured. Um, question mark. Do you need me again, Dave? Do you want me? Mate, I, I, sort of, I don't know whether that flight... Is that flight still there? Uh, still going, mate. The foggy thing. No, the flights, be... flights from Heathrow to Newcastle are still running smoothly. Are they back on? They seem to get cancelled every Monday, wasn't it, Goody? Something like that, they yeah, I think to, so, yeah. Late, Later in the week, they seem to work fine. So, <laughs> I don't know, but I'll have a word, I'll have a word with the gaffer and see, uh, see if we can get you on it. Well, he actually texted me on uh, on Friday. Oh, here he is. Uh, good uh, friends, good friends, apparently. I'll, I'll text him saying, well done. I'm just trying to find it now. Uh, here we go. Uh, I said, oh, great result. Do you need me for the playoffs? And he went, uh, cheers, mate. Yeah, I do need you. The beer tokens are attached to the contract. So uh, I think I'm coming back, Dave. I think I'm coming back. <laughs> but I look forward to it. I look forward to it. And always good to have around the place, Goody. You saw, you were here at the start. It'd be good for you to come up and give us a bit of your experience and knowledge about how to win the top four. Matt, I just want to talk about the top four again. So at the beginning of the season, Dave, was it something you spoke about? I mean, did you know as coaches that within the squad you had the potential we actually spoke on the podcast and I thought a top six finish might have been in your sights and you've gone obviously one better I, I, I think top six was the ultimate aim at the start of the year you know and then as things went on and we kept sort of hanging in and around it and everyone was so close and the league was so tight it became clear that, that we were going to have a shot at the top four but with reality the main aim was to get a Champions Cup for next year and um, once we secured that Sort of, well, we didn't really skip that until Friday night, but it was looking clearer and clearer the way the, the game against Sale was a big, big turning point for us from that point of view because it meant that there was an unlikely sequence of results would have meant that we missed out on the top four. So, uh, sorry, the top six. Um, we were aiming for top six, but then as we hung around like a bad smell, we managed to nick that top four. Into this weekend's game, uh, obviously against Wasps. We know, yeah. we know, we know the top four teams now. You, yeah. Are you bothered whether you go to Exeter or go to Saracens? And obviously, looking at this weekend's game, do you potentially rest a few, knowing that you've got injuries, or you know you're going all out to finish third? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a cliche, but actually, we don't mind who we play. I think common sense dictates that if anyone's carrying a knock of any sort, you'd probably look after them. But ultimately, we've had a good home record since November. Uh, we haven't lost a home this year, so it'd be your, this season, sorry. So that's at the forefront of our minds. Let's finish the season on high. It's going to be a sellout. It's going to be great uh, atmosphere in the place. Everyone will be excited and celebrating the fact we're in that top four. So we want to go out with a bang at home and make sure we finish on a win. So it's probably tempering that with us, say, looking after those guys who've got a little bit of knocks and niggles, but at the same time, put a team out the we think can do a job on wasps man that's awesome well we've got one more question Andy Rowe is chomping at the bit so Andy Rowe this best be bloody good to finish this go <laughs> Dave all I wanted to know is what it was like if you could talk me through um, how it was coaching Goody what was he like in trainings the, when the he dream. was there or but, but, you know, see, give this, us some this, insight Andrew, this sounds, you sound like Ben Jacobs is this a, is this a sound is this no a no thing? it's not Benny Jacobs honestly it's not it's, not, it's, it's, it's actually Andy Rowe he is real no one knows who he is who he is but he is real <laughs> no mate he was a, uh, I've got to say he's an absolute pleasure to deal with oh literally only saw him once a week and that was normally on game day <laughs> well that's why it was such a pleasure here's the, here's the game plan Goody you happy with that is it the same as last week no it's not but you'll go and do what you want anyway so we'll just manage our way through it and that should be fine yeah, no, it was brilliant alright Dave best of luck for the rest of the series uh, appreciate that congrats buddy cheers mate well done cheers, Thanks, cheers I'll, I'll see you at the end of the week for the game yeah see you later mate see you then cheers Goody bye bye Decent bloke, eh? Good so, friend of yours. He is, actually, yeah. We used to play against each other quite a lot. Obviously, he was at Newcastle and at Wasps. We played in the same England team, uh, England squads together. He's, oh, okay. he's a top boy. Proper good lad. And then, obviously, I think he... The year that I went to play there, 2015, 2016, I say year, it was four, three or four months, whatever it was. But they were in a hole, right? And I, I've obviously said that many times. But imagine if you're Dave Walder, who was the backs and attack coach at the time, and he's very attacking in his mindset, and they're bottom of the league at the time, and Dean goes, I've got a plan. 
and the Swiss ball, the Swiss ball rolls up <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> Dean goes, I've got a plan. I'm going to sign a ten. He's probably thinking, right? Yeah, we're going to get a worldy ten or someone that can actually attack. He goes. Uh, it's Andy Good. Imagine how deflated Dave would have been. He'd have been like, oh, fucking hell, kick and chase time is but it. But it wasn't even that. So he's thinking, kick and chase. He's thinking, we've got Andy Good, kick and chase. Obviously remembers your shit hair lid. And I had a good bit, bit, I had, bit, of a, bit of a belly. I had a great hairdo, though. Bit of a belly. Then you rock up. Yeah. And it's like, you've put on 10 stone, stone you look like a Swiss ball. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, well, we've just uh, spoken to Dave Wilder. Now we go to Newcastle fly half Joel Hodgson. Thank you very much for joining us. No worries, mate. So, Joel, you guys were in the in the um, playoffs for the first time. Um, how's the squad feeling? You guys must be, you know, a mixture of relief but also a sense of achievement that you guys have already made it to the playoffs. Yeah, mate, exactly. As, as you say, boys, you saw that what it meant to the boys at the end of the game when Tane sent the, the kick over. Um, people have sort of said it, it's an amazing achievement, which it is, but at the same time, it it is one of our goals to to achieve a top six finish, and and we've gone one better and done the top four. So we just need to now make the most of it and not not let the situation and the uh, the scenario slip really. And how's your injury as well? I know obviously you look in a bit of pain when you came off. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just actually uh, chicken balls just driving me down for my scan. So I'm, chicken I'm ball now. Yeah, chicken ball. He's been telling me something about. Uh, about wrestling or something, Jim, but I don't really believe him. Oh, chicken balls. John Welsh, for the people who don't know him. So, yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him, tell him, he's laughing in the background. Loves yeah, a chicken ball. Mate. I actually used to love, uh, when I was at Newcastle... Chicken balls? I used to, well, I love oh. chicken balls anyway. Deep fried ones, preferably. But I used, to, I used to love the chicken ball because whenever he had his top off in the changing room, he made me look like an absolute Adonis. He's a hanging shape, aren't you, John? Corn beef, mate. Corn beef, buddy. Well, hang on, you've just been putting loudspeakers. Are you, mate? Are you? Yeah, are you, John? How you doing? Said, not Joel, this is the point I was going to make, mate. If you, if you don't make it, we'll put John Welsh, aka Chicken Ball, at 10, mate. He's got a chip and chase in him. <laughs> chip, chip and no chase. Uh, but do you think, uh, Joel, do you think you're going to make it back for the uh, for the big games, for the Jim Hamilton games? Uh, well, I'll obviously find out what the scan says today. Um, I think best case scenario, potentially, yeah. I've, I've been a bit of a softie and it's a bit of bone bruising. Worst case, I'll obviously not, not make the game, so... Fingers crossed I've been a bit of a bit of a softie, really. Mate, fingers and, crossed. And Joel, yeah. obviously, um, we, we've got some mutual friends uh, throughout yes, the game. And you got any nicknames you want to tell us about? Or uh, Alex Crockett? Me? Yeah, Alex Crockett was telling me a story about <laughs> your, your nickname. Or? <laughs> uh, Flipper. 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 Why yeah. Flipper? Mate, they called me Flipper. Well, that's because uh, you couldn't <laughs> catch Jim, but... Uh, why Flipper? Um, because uh, the shark, a.k.a. Andy Higgins, took me under his wing when he, when he came to Newcastle. We were both single at the time and... Sharky was uh, very popular with the ladies, so I thought I'd try and emulate that, really. Oh, <laughs> so the, fl- uh, the flipper dominated, did he? The flipper never dominated, no. <laughs> no. flipper got dominated a few times, but never mind. What, by, by the shark or by just the women of Newcastle? By everyone. Frank Montanella, the French pop who came down, everyone everyone wanted a piece of flipper at the time. <laughs> oh, dear, that's going too far. <laughs> <laughs> and talking of nicknames as well, we've, we've had a few, obviously, a, f- a few of the lads on the phone before. We had Don Armand on there, and he mentioned that his hairstyle was called the, the, uh, the fin. Yeah, well, what would you say your, your kind of lid that you're going for is? I mean, is, is uh, it a mullet oh, or...? Yeah, no. it's the Young Andy, know, young Andy Good, uh, isn't it? It's a, it's, a, it's a Claire Bolding. Claire Bolding. Claire Bolding. It's a Claire yeah. Bolding. That's um, why I get told. I mean, she is... A worldie. Lush. A worldie. <laughs> <laughs> a worldie. 
Joel, just on the field at the moment, what do you think the difference is this year? I mean, you guys... Donovan. Have... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, I think I think what you've seen is, is a plan Dean's had in place, and obviously the experience that this has been in, pl- in place for the last five, six years. You know, they've, they've had ambitions. They've had a time scale, and uh, I think it's through, obviously, some great recruitment with the likes of Gonovers, the Matabases, the Floods coming in. Um, but then obviously the boys who have been there like the Welshers Will Welsh that is not <laughs> I was going to say not chucking ball you know, <laughs> you know the, the Mickey Youngs boys and Mark Wilsons who have been there for you know a long time who've, who love Newcastle and have stepped up and it's a blend of, of, of that really and, and good camaraderie and boys putting the shift in together Goody often talks about his uh, legacy at, at, at Newcastle and, and the influence that he had there. Um, what, if any, legacy is there that remains of Andy Good in Newcastle? I think they've, they've got a signed shave up in House of Smith, I think. Oh, no, don't talk about that. Talk <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that? What's that? House of Smith's a... Uh, oh, you can eat Chinese, no, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's a hell of a bar slash nightclub. Oh, in, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, stripper. I, I didn't go, I didn't go. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, no, but as you say, you know, it was a... It was at a delicate time when when he, when Goody came down, and obviously John Boy here talks. He sings your praises, to be honest. He says you just sat back in the pocket, and when you wanted it, you just pinned the corners, and and you were a forwards best friend, which uh, which is what we needed at the time. Um, you shared a plane jersey. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a three XL that that John wore. Mine was two XL. <laughs> All right, Joel. Thank you very much for joining us, mate, and, and best of luck in the playoffs. I hope the scan goes well, pal. Go, go well, chicken ball. See you in a bit, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Noodle. He's called a new noodle. Yeah, he calls me noodle, I call him chicken ball. It's one of them, like, obviously. He's eating both together, noodles and chicken balls. Lads. Yeah. Mate, he's been awesome, hasn't he? Joe Hodgson. Joe Hodgson, yeah. mate, yeah. yeah. People talked about... Mate, he's, t- he's smaller, didn't he? Yeah. People talked about signing Toby Flood and all this stuff. I think Joe's played more than yeah. Toby Flood. He's been um, banging boys, mate. Yes, yeah. And, you know... He, you go back to you look at some of the games now that they've won, um, and they've had a reasonable record, a pretty good record at Kingston Park over the last couple of years. But it's a lot about the away victories that gets you in the top four, propels you into that. And you know, winning away at uh, Gloucester earlier in the season, um, I think when Toby Flood was supposed to start but pulled out sick, I think he had an ear infection because he's got the most yeah, horrendous hey, ears hey. ever. Um, and Joel came on, played really well. I think he might have got man of the match. They won down at Bath as well earlier in the season. So. They're happy. They're enjoying it. You know, they they love being coached by Dave Walder and these guys. But Dino, the top of the tree there. Um, he's had this plan, and it, you know, it's an enjoyable environment to be in. And I think when you look at their Twitter feed, I think Dino said, or someone from Newcastle said, that the man of the match on Friday night was the poor little bloke in the um, in the off license or the the uh, petrol station that had to help grab a massive amount of beers for all the lads on the bus on the way back so they had a fun bus all the way back to Newcastle apparently he got naked apparently Dean was running around the coach naked squirrel mate uh, horrible yeah. scenes but yeah he did contact me and said he wants me back up there just for the playoffs so probably come out retirement again for 50G but it is awesome seeing Newcastle in the top four I mean we did I genuinely thought they'd make top six um, you talk about Dino as a coach What you know what he did at Leicester you know what he did at Quinn's to rebuild them, obviously the circumstance in what he left goes up to Newcastle, a place where everyone's like, oh, you know, is it a dying breed rugby up north? Because you, you know you only have to look over the last few years the dominance of, of the teams down south. But slowly but surely, he's brought in the Dino culture, and I've been mightily impressed with Newcastle because they are similar in terms of actually you look through their team sheet and bar a couple of the Islanders, what we spoke about, you know, they're not these megastars, are they? And I suppose that helps as well because during the Six Nations, during the big games, that you know, they've got the backbone of their squad still there. But I tell you what, I actually look at their team now uh, and I'm not harping back to when I was there, but 
the nucleus of the team now isn't too dissimilar to the team that was at the bottom of the table. Yeah. So the likes of Mark Wilson, Will Welsh, both very um, good players. Callum Green, yeah, were second row. Sean Will, Robinson, yeah. Will Whitty, Will Whitty, Scott Lawson was there. Scott Lawson was there. Bobby Vickers, yeah. Who else is To be there? fair, up front they've struggled a Michael, little bit though. Yeah. Michael or Mickey Young, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Simon Hammersley, Alex Tate, Chris Harris played outside centre. Yeah. Um, Snotty Snotty was there when I was there, obviously. Smashed him. Um, of course you did, Jim. There's a lot of players that have been through quite hard times there, so they got themselves promoted. Then they were constantly in this battle to stay in the Premiership. We stayed up the year that I basically single-handedly saved them. You're welcome. The next year... They finished eighth, I think. And then this year they're up to third or fourth, depending on fixes this weekend. And so a lot of those guys, and you talk about the Exeter th- the scenario, same with Exeter, they've they've built from within and yeah. signed quality players. So they've signed Gonover. Yeah, obviously, Toby Flood's had a lot of IQ off the field, as, um, as well as decent performances on it at times. And, you know, a few uh, brilliant. i tell you the, the best signing they've had for me is Gary Graham, who's come from the Championship. Yeah. He's been... He was at Jersey, wasn't he? He was at Jersey in the Championship. And yeah. he has been one of the form players yeah. in the Premiership this year across any team. Well, it's because of the game as well, how the game's evolved and the brand of rugby that Newcastle want to play as yeah. well. Mate, class, eh? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing to see them. Awesome I'm on, the fl- on the flip side of that, what about Leicester? Mate, you got two losses back-to-back at home. Again, They've lost five games at home this year. That's unheard of in the yeah, Premiership. Mate, I, I'm looking at it, and I, I'm going to say it, and I'm not one for opening people up on here like you, Goody. But? George Ford, captain. <laughs> George Ford is captain of Leicester. Did you sit? I'm not talking about the one where Gonover ran over him on the line. I'm on about his defence throughout that game. Yeah, it was embarrassing, mate. Yeah, mate, he's Leicester. He's Leicester captain. Yeah, that used, now, to, that used to absolutely mean something. But and mate, I know you couldn't tackle a man. Yeah, I could get the belly in the way. But you weren't captain, and the game was very different back then. Yeah. Now, captain of Leicester, it comes with. A lot of responsibility, not just as to get out there and lead the team week in, week out and be a voice in training and, you know, being able to throw unbelievable loop passes. It's DNA. And that's what we spoke about when Batewell Tart went in. We said, you know, Batewell's going to come in and he spoke about the DNA of the club and the forwards. And it's one of them where you don't want to open people up, but it's there for all to see. And I think that... My, my question on it, though, so obviously... Tom Youngs is the club captain. Yeah. He's on the bench because Plotter now is a decent player and they rotate but, a bit, which is great. So when you look through the rest of the team... And you go, who's a candidate there to be captain of Leicester? Ben Youngs is starting at nine. Yeah. You know, that's a player that would bleed for the club in any which way he could. I know he's only just come back from injury, but oh, man, they, they for me, and I said it when they signed him, it was a panic signing by Leicester because, uh, you know, and they, they're paying him 600 grand a year, George Ford. And he's nowhere, he's not worth anywhere near that, in my opinion. Um, go on Goody go on on, son we said at the time he's away with England so he's missing a load of games and then when he comes back he hasn't played very well for Leicester he hasn't earned his cash and then you start to look at the the squad and this is Leicester's worst ever season in the Premiership let's not beat around the bush here in terms of the results at home etc I think they had uh, since 2000 Four, it's their worst ever year. I mean, they could fall out of the top six. They've got a sale. Yeah, I don't think they will because Gloucester got to go to Saris. Okay. And Gloucester messed up losing at home to Bath. But had Gloucester... So Friday night, I tweeted, they're, they're out of the top four and they could conceivably not make Europe. Which, can you imagine Leicester Tigers not in Europe? Not in the Champions Cup? Yeah. And, and if Gloucester had beaten Bath at home, which people expected them to do, it would have come down to a straight shootout for yeah. this weekend. And now I think Gloucester miss out on, on, on Champions Cup unless they win the Challenge Cup in a couple of weeks because they're going away to Saracens this yeah. weekend, aren't they? They lost at home to Bath. Um, Sale and Leicester play each other and Sale will be doing everything they can to, to win that, to get into Europe. Sale win that game and, and Gloucester lose there in Europe. So yeah. Leicester will stay in Europe and then Gloucester have to qualify through the back door of winning the Challenge Cup. Um, but yeah, Leicester, you know, for me, it's not the coaches. 
the playing group is the playing group. It's something else. You look at the recruitment. I think their recruitment's been poor. It's the identity of the club, and that's what we spoke about before. And me and you are both very passionate about the club. They were my first club that gave me a chance when yeah. Dino was there and Cockers were there and Simon Cohen, and they did a lot for me. I'm looking at it now as a fan and someone who wants to see a very dominant Leicester team in the modern game. Mm. And you, you look well, the at board, it, The yeah. board's changed a lot from the good old days as well, hasn't it? It's gone very commercial there as a club now. I don't know, has it? It has, yeah, massively. As in they're trying to grow or they're more money-orientated? Money-orientated off-field. So okay. you see that the, the standard of the squad and yeah, the, the George Ford signing was a panic signing, uh, yeah, trying to make a statement. For me, Biggers, you're Leicester 10 through and through. Damn Bigger. Yeah. But they, yeah, they're hamstrung, hamstrung by the fact that they... Tried to chase George Ford because they were, you know, needed to make this statement, and their issues were up front last year. Yeah, and again this year, and you know, well, I think Freddie Burns is a better player than George Ford. I do. Yeah, I agree. But actually, do you know what? I've spoken to a few Leicester fans and looking at bits on, online and stuff. They're saying they played their best rugby with Tamura at ten. Well, they did earlier in the season, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, and when George Ford was away with with uh, the Six Nations. Yeah. So you know, people. I think well, well, Le- Leicester went down to Saris and won with Tamura at ten. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. And they've got, I think they've got their recruitment wrong. And I think uh, straight away people will go, oh, Matt O'Connor. Well, I don't think it's Matt O'Connor because I think he's, a, from what you hear, he's a, he's a pretty good coach. But who's in charge of recruitment? Who's the supposed director of rugby there? There's a guy called Jed Glynn who, in my opinion, is way out of his depth in a job like that. He was a scout that is best mates with Simon Cohen and has been given this director of rugby role that, you know, because Simon Cohen's CEO and the business is doing phenomenally well off the field. But you have to marry up the business off the field success with Leicester's identity and DNA and you know they can say we can sell this many corporate spots and for a game but if the product on the field isn't great and the test now is all these reliable Leicester fans that come week in week out and there's thousands of them you know, it's the most heavily oh, supported club, club in, in, in the land it's the first year they've not made the playoffs now Questions have to be asked. The board need to ask serious questions of Simon Cohen, the CEO, of Jed Glynn, who's, I don't know what his job title is, but he's like a director of rugby. <laughs> who's in charge there? You know, is it Matt O'Connor? You know, you can go to every club and understand who, who the ultimate boss is in terms of recruitment, in terms of uh, negotiating who they want to keep, who they want to bring in, how they play, the direction the club's going in, the DNA of the club. You know, Mark McCall has got people under him, but everyone knows he's the gaffer at Saracen. So therefore he's accountable. Yeah. Die well, die Young, same at Wasps. Dean Richards, same at Newcastle. We saw that Jim Mallander, Northampton, he's gone. the one that gone. Yeah. Did they do reviews? Kingston. Will there be a review at the end of the season where they sit down and go, who is in charge? We need to change this. I don't know. And this is the board. The board's changed a lot at Leicester. Um, so some of the people ingrained in the board from the successful period, the people that have played for the club for years and years and years and have... You know, care about the club deeply. Someone like Roy Jackson, who isn't on the board anymore. He's on the board of the Matt Hampson Foundation. Yeah, but he's not on the board of, of Leicester no. Tigers. Now, good people like that have got come off the board because they didn't like the direction, I presume they didn't like the direction the club was going in. And well, got, well, Ben Kay's on the board now. Yeah. Matt, and I think you need more of that. Andy Good for the board. Come oh, on, there we go. I think you're fucked now. <laughs> I'll be honest. But I, I didn't, I've not said anything bad, so I'll be quite happy to sit on the board. Do you get paid? I mean, how easy just sitting on a board? Like, is it like literally? Is it does the expression go? You sat on a board, (laughs) cardboard. I I, I don't think you sit on cardboard. Okay, that's fine. We now know the four teams in the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I like you know, obviously I'm part of of Wasps as a club. Oh yeah, (laughs) you've been there. But the way you look at it, the way Wasps played yesterday, yes, their attacking game is phenomenal, 
but the weaknesses we've got in in defence and in terms of you score a try then you give one away knockout rugby extra Saracens they don't they just mate, don't do I that. think extra I don't think Saracens are even playing that well Billy's back put That's, 50 on Irish and Michael Rhodes is back Michael Rhodes he, back Michael Rhodes the game before when Saris played Bath I'm glad he knows his I, I'm glad he knows his rugby I mean yeah. you are clueless aren't you so Billy's back <laughs> so, <laughs> and Michael Rhodes last week or a couple of weeks ago back against Bath oh you, yeah because I've just yeah. told you that you didn't even know <laughs> back against Bath you mate didn't even know he who it was. was he was ridiculous and we got Vincent Cock yeah, Vincent's back. <laughs> he was back yesterday. Um, has he got a decent piece? Or he has actually. Yeah, has he? yeah, not a hair in sight. Full V. Really? Yeah, full oh, V. I like so it makes it I like him more now. I like makes him it more. bigger. V within an inch of your life. Don't oh, I'm gonna have, actually have a go at that. But um, Just don't leave it on for longer than six minutes. Burns. Really? Oh, I was watching triathlon at the weekend. They do. Um, they do under their arms. I might do that as well, just for the crack. What about? <laughs> well, what, we've got another bet as well, haven't we? What about the, everything gone? goody hair beard armpits I can't, no, I'm not going to do it what would it take for you to do that a million, would, a million quid to the Matt Hampson Foundation <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do it I'm mate, not going to shave my head that's 50% of my wages this year I, I'm tempted <laughs> I'm tempted to pass it down mate so a million pound you'll beat everything we, we do have another bet though Jim don't we what well you we had another bet and I'll find this I haven't got the clip quite ready oh come on then you said you'd shave your head if uh, Saracens didn't win the I can't remember Champions that. Champions Cup. I can't remember that. So to our listeners, I'll, I'll put that on Twitter. And I'll do, if that's the case, I'll do it, mate. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. Shave your head, take your shoes off, put your shoes on your hands. Put your handbag around <laughs> your neck and yeah, pay a £1,000 to the Matt Hampton Foundation. But not make Northampton right? They rocked up? Yeah, they did. It's kind of weird though, isn't it? Well, I say they did. George North. Hit me. I mean, he did not want to make a tackle. He did not. He had no interest in a few of the times, a few tries that were scored. It's like he wasn't bothered. It's tough when you've got nothing to play for at the end of a season, um, which you don't really know about, Jim, do you? Because you're always winning medals for... I mean, you've, yeah. you've said it there, so I... I uh, Leading the troops. I don't um, think I've... I can't even remember the last time I was finished in, like, the first week of May. Anyway. When you look at the uh, Worcester-Quinns game, oh, do you gosh. look at the positives for Worcester or how shit Quinns were? Well, Jim, Jim told me off air... We were talking about this, and we were talking about Jim's favourite, second favourite team, Harlequins. You love Harlequins. No, no, uh, Newcastle is my second favourite. Oh, team. Right. Um, but you, you said off off air that Harlequins' performance at the weekend going to Worcester was absolutely spineless, didn't you? No, I didn't say. Yes, you no, did. I didn't. You, you were like that. That's spineless. You know, look, no, look, I didn't say losing that at by all. forty to London. Irish. I didn't say that at all, mate. You did, mate. I didn't say that oh, okay, at all. Well, okay, so we'll, you're we'll, saying it's spineless? We'll, we'll dissect it now, mate. You're saying it's you spineless. You said they had five uh, England internationals in the starting team. Mate, I didn't even watch the game, and they've taken forty <laughs> points at at, uh, at Worcester, who were second bottom in the league. Mate, Just, I, discuss. I think Worcester are an understated team. I do. And they've got a worldy number nine who drives a Lamborghini. Lambo. Lambo. And what he's. Colour, what colour is his Lambo? I don't know. I just saw the interior. He looked cool as fuck. He looked like a smaller version of myself. Oh, Jim. But I've got a Mustang. Very similar cars. Well, not really. Uh, no, they're not. No. Um, they like to call me a chav. Quality, so, quality signing. He's quite, I tell you what I loved about the game was the, the sending sending off that Donica O'Callaghan got. Yeah. Um, a fellow warrior like myself. Did you, you'd, you'd have played against him. Well, you'd have watched him play a few times, right, from the bench. I, Matt, I, he's a player that I've quietly admired over recent years, in genuine, in, in, in all honesty. You because him next week at all, or fill him well, in? Or? Matt, of course. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> without question, obviously. But he's still that from that old school, yeah, second row, optimum professional, yeah. And it was really nice actually to see because I know it's sorry, I don't know. I've heard 
it's been a tough time for him at Worcester. His kids, wife and kids have been back in back in Ireland. He's got yeah. four kids and he's obviously come out and said that now it's time for him to step up and be a dad. But in terms of a send-off for him, you try and look at the positives from that game. Worcester can potentially get out of that bottom two, can't they, after this weekend? But, I mean, Harlequins, what can you say? What what can you say? Uh, I can't. There's not a lot you can say. <laughs> it shows the character in the team. To go to Worcester and lose 44-13, Sinclair lost his head in the game. You know, international player, you've got Rob Shaw, you've got Danny Kerr, you've got Mike Brown. Maybe it was maybe it was, Danny maybe it was Danny Kerr's Sook to Soleil testimonial. Your mate who was yeah, on air. They were all on the smash, weren't they? You know what I mean? The Quinn, at the uh, Danny, Danny Kerr's testimonial. Are, are, you, are you going on record to say that the, all the Harlequins lads were on the smash? I don't, I don't know, I just made it up, <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, but yeah, they've got, a, honestly, they've got a look, Quinn's got to look at themselves massively. Uh, the players I'm talking about, because obviously all the coaches are leaving, well, I say all the coaches, John Kingston's leaving. The other coaches underneath, so Mark Mapletoft, Graham Roundtree, Nick Evans, uh, Nick Easter, Colin Osborne as well, they're sat there now going, whoever comes in is going to want to bring his own influence. So they must be thinking... We're fucked. Well, <laughs> you worry, don't you? Someone new comes in on, on top and you know, there's reports of maybe Scott Robertson. There's... He, mate, he'll be awesome. But is he just going to come in and go, is he going to get rid? Is he going to keep some of them? In the papers today, it's sort of saying... If they have to, if Harlequins have to pay off all their coaches, they've got to pay out two and a half million quid. Well, Kingston they, Town's getting seven hundred and fifty grand, apparently. Apparently so. Apparently, uh, so, as a payout. Out. But the thing, they got the money, though, haven't they? As a business, May, I reckon Quinn's no, got a lot of money. Uh, not a viable business model to go here. Well, yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? And it's then, and that's money. before you've even employed other coaches. Yeah. So well, they're not going to do. It. And not may also, you've got to think though, Harlequins is a, is a very English club, hence why I, I like seeing them not do very well. The play, the coaches there, and a lot of the players as well, obviously. But the coaches there, English, apart from yeah. Nick Evans. And what you don't want to see is them disappear. Because I've worked with Graham Rountree, you've worked with him. Yeah, his credentials are fantastic. Amazing coach. Speaking of coaches, do you think Blackadder's uh, job is safe now at uh, Bath after um, their win on the weekend? Definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, was uh, he ever in doubt? Was it? Was he ever in danger? Well, of I think it was just the next one on the list, wasn't it? Yeah. In terms of. Uh, you know, all the clubs at the, at the bottom. So London Irish changed their coach. Worcester changed their coach. Above them, Northampton changed their coach. Quinns have changed their coach. And and that's the, unfortunately, sport and success and the, where we are in the world now, if your team is supposedly underperforming, which Bath on paper probably have, well, they have this year, they should have been pushing top four. On paper, you stick Bath squad on paper against Newcastle squad on paper. Bath have got a better squad. Yeah. But, Results don't dictate that. So, and when you've got an owner like Bruce Craig, who is an interesting character, you never know what's yeah. what's right or wrong. But Bath lost their forwards coach, didn't they? Who had a big influence on early in the season. Yeah, mate. Blackadder's got great credentials, and it takes a while. Mate, look at Newcastle. Look at Newcastle. Look at Exeter. And we keep and we keep saying it, mate. It takes a it takes a while to build a good club. You can't just come in and then get overnight success like too long got when which is well, a they completely bought, they, different. They bought a whole brand new team of world stars, didn't but they? That's so. what I mean. So therefore, it is you know it's it's a one off. Yeah. Look at Saracens years ago. Yeah. You don't just bring a coach in. Next thing you get ultimate success. Look at Gloucester. They were awful against Bath. Bath were very good, but Gloucester were awful at the weekend. Mm. And that's that's a big surprise for me. And it just shows the how in the Premiership, you know, you can see these surprise results. Well, Gloucester, Gloucester smashed Newcastle the week before. Yeah, everyone would have expected Gloucester to rock up, knowing that uh, Leicester lost the night before, knowing that you know they could still push into the top towards the top four. A foe's last game, last game at home yeah. for Gloucester. What about his offload? Do you see that? Yeah. I mean, not many tight props in the He's world. He's done a few of them this year. Lovely offload round the back. Uh, I wouldn't be able to get it round the derby, I don't think. <laughs> Mate, no. Oh, I don't think it's the derby, it's the back, it's the back tip. So the issue, 
And with your shit hands, there's no way you'd ever do that. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, that, you, you expected Gloucester to win that. Rocking up at King's Home, really disappointing from them. And now they might miss out on Europe completely. Yeah. Unless they can win the Challenge Cup. Can't put my finger on it. Shout out to Ed Slater. He played well again. Captain. Good player, isn't he? He is a good player. Now. Again, that's the lesser thing. You letting him leave. But Goody, leave it. We know. We know. Get Goody on the ball. Callum, Callum Green. Best stats in the Premiership this Leicester year. Leicester player. Leicester for line out player. Wins. Yeah, for line-out wins, line-out uh, on his own ball and on opposition ball. And Leicester don't have any out-and-out second rows. And Leicester let him go you know, a yeah. few years back. There we go. You, know, you talk about recruitment. Alex Lewington was a Leicester player. Yeah. And now, you, you know, no Hamish Watson. you got... Adam Thompson as your winger. Lewington's better than Adam Thompson. Yeah. I don't care what people say. That's a fact, and you've let him go. I can't believe they let Mullapola go to Newcastle. Oh, there we go. Anyway, Jim, did you, did you manage to um, catch the the cider in the eighteen seventy two cup? I did. Well, I didn't watch all of it, but my hell of a game. Oh, Un- so Edinburgh. Mate, seriously, you, you want to watch, mate? Goody, what would you say? Tip of the hat. It was a humdinger. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Pro, Pro 14, I'm mate, so... No, no good, mate, Edinburgh, qualified. Mate, Cockers is doing an unbelievable job there under the radar. To, under your radar. Not under my radar. Cockers is a good coach. Right under my nose. Um, but 1872 Cup, yeah. They play Glasgow four times. How many times they play them? Three. What, what do you whatever, mean? Whatever it is, I mean... What do you mean, what do you mean three times? In the season. <laughs> so, Jim, we're talking, <laughs> about the, three. we're talking about the 1872 Cup, and Jim hasn't even got a clue about Scottish rugby. Such yeah, a Scottish man, I can't work are. out this pro bloody 14 league. I can't work out. All I know is that yeah. Edinburgh and Glasgow, they're both through to the semis, and Edinburgh is in a good place. I'll tell you the other thing about the pro no one cares about. Fair play to the cheaters. Yeah, we, we were bagging the South African teams. At the you were bagging them, mate. I yeah, don't bag yeah. anyone in the Pro 14. But hey, we, we've got the best league in the world. Mate, look, Bruce in the pudding. Look at the Champions Cup. Look at Leinster. Oh, wow. Look at, look at Munster. I was like, anyway, so Edinburgh are going to Munster next weekend. Aren't yeah. They? Cheaters are away at Scarlet's, I believe. Carry on. I'm let's, loving it. Let's rip into the news. What do you guys make of Haskell's comments about rugby becoming pathetic? True. I tweeted about it after, which I don't normally tweet. You know, I got a few followers off the back of it. Goody tweets every time. I very rarely tweet too much about ruggers. Um, as I said before, I don't really like it. Um, but I watched that and I'm looking at it and I, I'm actually got my hands over my eyes. It was that, it was embarrassing. I'm looking at it, I'm like, have you seen it? Yeah, I was there. You were there, but I mean... And I saw it on TV as Yeah, well. but that's what I mean. When you well, watch it on TV... sandwiches in the box. Yeah, of course. But when you watch it on TV, everything's a lot more isolated. So you get the slow-mo, and I'm looking at it. I, I wonder if Nigel Owens would have given that. I wonder if he would have just said, play on. That's not not high-tech. I know they had issues with the TMO. I don't know if you knew about that, but... Yeah, you couldn't see the screen. Yeah, so you couldn't see the screen, and... Because they struggling for money, so they haven't paid the bills, or... There you go, you said oh, well, it. I thought you were going to say that. No, no, well, I was just literally about to say, because they've got no money, they've got no fans. Well, they've um, got 23,000 fans, to be honest. And Burrell, and yeah, they give away all the tickets, and that's why they've got no money. Absolutely... Um, Luther Burrell, trip, absolute rubbish. Yeah, Luther Burrell trips up uh, Wade. That is a trip, though. Yeah, it is a trip. Yeah, but obviously the referee can't see it. And then you look at the Haskell incident at the end. Haskell come on actually and played really well in his last home game for Wasps, and he got pinged. And that could have cost Wasps the game. Yeah, Northampton kicked to the corner. Yeah, and you know ultimately if it wasn't for a turnover by Guy Thompson, then yeah, well, the, it well, wouldn't have happened. Uh, ironically, the draw was going to be good enough anyway. Yeah, but I know, but I know l- that's not the point. But shocking. Yeah. I don't even know uh, what to say about it. The thing is, and Haskell's got a point, and you can see you can see both sides of the argument. And letter of the law, I hate to say it, letter of the law, it is a penalty because he's gone seatbelt tackle around his neck. But in terms of, uh, you, you know, you can see why Haskell is so put out by it and saying it's turned to, you know, he's fading out at the right time because it's turned to a pathetic sport. But this is the thing that's that, a bit yeah. strong, but, you know. But you look at tackles, look at Luga Beluga's tackle on Sam Hill earlier in the year. Do you know what I mean? Where he's nearly taking his head off. Who's Luga Beluga? What's his name? Lob Balavu. That was a good hit. 
Mate, it's great here, but how much more? Da- how band. much more? Da- yeah, but how much more dangerous are them collisions than these seatbelt things? But that's why they're trying to. Uh, that, that's why they're trying to rule it all out, though. So they're basically trying to get the players to lower their sights in terms of where they hit. Because we we were coached. How much? To how hit much? Up top, hit up top and, and hit yeah. the ball. Hit with your tits. Well, yeah, I'll hit tits first. Here we go. Boom. But what? You look at these hits that Courtney Laws puts in, for example. They're a lot. But he empties balls. They're a lot more dangerous than these seatbelt ones, and they, I, they have, they've got, they'll change the rules. They got to. I don't think they will. They will, mm. mate. That one that Haskell did at the weekend is not a penalty, and it might be in the letter of the law this yeah, no, year, but it's agree. not going to be next year. It can't be. All right. Well, let's wrap things up with the good, the bad, the ugly. This is where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby. Um, well, plenty of good this weekend, and we're going to start. Away from the male game, we're going to go to the female side of, of rugby, the women's game. Come on, Saris. Saracens women have won the inaugural Tyrrells Premier 15s title in a banging final. Oh, God. At Ealing Trailfinders. <laughs> Tip of the hat. <laughs> Tip of the hat. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the final yesterday, Saracens women won, I think it was 24-20 uh, over Harlequins women. So a great, you know, a great advert for the for the game and the growth of the women's game. Um, that was outstanding. Um Go on then, Jim. We'll go up to Scotland, Edinburgh, and Cockers beating Glasgow. Oh, made okay. The you said it. Thank They're you. They're in the good. Uh, Donica O'Callaghan, barring out at six ways, had a hell of a career. Stella. Um, I love the way his kids each wore a different jersey from the teams he's played for, which was a nice touch and a great send-off. A little bit of, uh, we'll go Worcester again, Smash Quins. So okay. not only was it Donico Callahan send off, I think Chris Pennell made his tune at the game. Yeah, for, for Worcester as well, all good stuff. Um, the Jaguares or the Jaguares, basically the Jaguars. The ba- basically the Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> got their first ever win in New Zealand. Jim, oh great! Against great. the Blues, you've, okay. got to, you've got to tip the hat to them. Mm. Aren't you? All right, tip your hat, mate. Um, so that was pretty good. But it can only be one team this week. It can only be one my team. team. One of my teams my that team. I played for. The mighty Newcastle. Top four. Nicky Gunnivar, 13th try of the season. Just great to see the resurgence of Northern Rugby. Yes. And Newcastle fans that are listening to this, you're welcome. I started that a few years so ago. So arrogant, mate. I started it a few so years fat. ago. So arrogant. A saviour. <laughs> a saviour. And now look at you. Just as you said, Jim, just laid the foundations. And now they're reaping the rewards. They are, uh, mate. So Newcastle uh, this week get the good. Uh, the bad... Well, Breve and London Irish both got relegated from their respective leagues this weekend. Breve in the top 14, my old club. London Irish in the top in the Premiership, my nearly old club. Uh, both got relegated, so that's pretty bad. Um, Quinn's embarrassing. Absolutely no heart, no passion in that jersey at all. For them. you said it, not me. Um, Jim said they were uh, spineless earlier on, but I don't. I wouldn't go that far, Jim. But uh, they were pretty bad. But the bad this week has to go to another one of our old teams, Jim. Leicester Tigers. Losing at home to Newcastle, they've missed out on the playoffs for the first time in 14 years, and it's their it was their fifth home defeat of the season in the Premiership, which is their worst record in the Premiership era. You know, and and that was it. Even Jim played for Leicester a couple of times. Must have been bad back then as well. 80 odd games. 80, is that it? Yeah, I did 200. Uh, anyway, so that's the bad. Uh, ugly. Um, Machino is going to miss the Champions Cup final oh, after injuring his knee against Bordeaux. And he's a quality operator. Haskell chatting about the games. Pathetic. That's not bad. That's truth. It's the truth, but it's just you know the whole seatbelt tackle thing. Ugly for the ugly. game. Uh, but the ugliest thing in rugby this week is I'm very disappointed in this person. Very very disappointed in Mike Tyndall. What? He's had his nose done. He has. I think he looked much better looking. You know why he's done that? When his nose was across his face. Royal wedding coming up, isn't there? Wedding's coming up, mate. Yeah. He's getting. He's aging a little bit. He he wants to stay in them royal circles <laughs> because it's becoming farcical now. Is it? He had the rugby player thing backing him up he had the World Cup winner in 2003 when it was in black and white TV 
Now he's got to go for the looks, and he? he's so, even got even got a tinkle of a tan. Yeah, I was at a golf day with him the other day, and I so I did a dinner with him the night before he went in to have his nose done, so I knew about it. And I saw here, I've seen him a couple of times since. He's literally going around saying no one's noticed, no one's noticed about his nose being done because he's grown a beard. The old distraction. Oh. Yeah, someone's like, oh, something looks different about you. Oh, I've grown my beard. Oh no, Mike, your nose is straight now. I preferred it when it splattered across his face. So <laughs> the ugly this week goes to Mike Tinder worrying about. His royalness. Good friend of yours? Good friend of mine. He hates you. No, he Tommy hates you. Oh, I was on his stag do. Were, were you there? Well, I, I couldn't go, man. Uh, I was exactly. playing. I was in the final. There we go. That is the good, the bad, the ugly. Thank you very much, Goody. Don't forget to subscribe to us, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out eventbrite.co.uk for all the details on upcoming live shows. It's the Rugby Pod. Pod, pod, pod. pod.